You know, sometimes we feel really discouraged whenever we see what's going on around us. But I want to encourage you today that God has something that you can do about it. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Hello, everybody. It's Greg and Sharon. We're coming at you live. Actually, now we're not live. We're, we're recorded, but you knew that already. <laughs> it's even better. It's like Memorex. Yes, yes. Remember those? <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're really excited about what we want to talk about today because many of you have seen, if you're, if you're, if you've, if you're paying attention at all, there's so many, uh, so many discouraging things going on uh, in in politics and in the news and in in our local affairs and probably probably if I if I were to take a really good guess at this probably in your in your own life right and in your, family, your families yeah. extended families children there's so many so many things to that are garnering for our attention and can be quite discouraging yeah exactly and you know what that's by design. Uh, you have a lot of power in your tongue and in your mouth um, to direct the source in the direction of your life and uh, to influence, you know, what's going to happen around you and the atmosphere around you. And so these challenges that come up to you are speaking, are saying things to you. You know, they're saying you're going to fail. You're, you're going to. Well, yeah, you're specifically talking about like the enemy. The enemy is real. And he wants to discourage the hearts of men. Yeah. Because he knows what God has placed in us. Yeah. To 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 help God do what he wants to do in the earth. You know, and that may be a foreign concept for some people that God needs our help. You know, because there's a lot of people believe that, you know, God's in charge of everything and and we're just sitting back watching, right? Yeah, like they're watching a movie. Yeah. And so, you know, we're here to, to kind of probably explain to it it's a no that God's God isn't doing that he's he's more partnering with us mm-hmm. uh what happens on, on this earth he's given us dominion over this earth mm-hmm. and then um you know adam and eve gave that dominion over to the enemy and then uh jesus gave it back to us yeah jesus won yeah. it back yeah so uh now we're we're in partnership with with god and mm-hmm. uh, as a family would you know as he would as he would want his family to be because remember that was his will in the beginning mm-hmm and so uh, Jesus has restored those things. Yeah. If, if you have questions about that, I think we have a previous co- uh, podcast that ta- talks more about that in depth. Yeah. Where we talk about Genesis and we talk about, um, you know, Jesus praying, God's will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He wouldn't have prayed that if it was already happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and he's asking us to pray that and um, believe for that as well. So some of the examples that we're going to start with today come from the story of the Israelites as they're walking out of Egypt. You know, they, they've just seen God do all these miraculous signs and wonders. They've seen... The, yeah, they, he split the sea. Right, he split the sea. Before, and, even before that, he yeah. turned the, the, the river into blood. Yeah, and the, and the fire of column, the, 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 the column of fire and uh, the cloud. And, right, and the, and the seven, the, the 11 plagues. Yeah. Yep. You know, the, the frogs and the, the fleas and the, and you know, all those things that yeah. they, they've seen God do some amazing things. And so they're, they're, they've heard that there's a, a land flowing with milk and yeah. honey that they're headed to. So they're walking in the desert on the, in the wilderness on the way to that place. And as they get to the border of the land of Canaan that God has, has promised them, 
they decide, okay, we're going to send out some spies just to go kind of spy it out, see if it's yeah. as good as, as we've heard. You know, we're, we're hoping that it's amazing, but we want to see what's going on there. Yeah. So they decide, uh, Moses and the children of Israel decide to send 12 spies into the land of Canaan to spy out, see how good it is. They, really. they were there for a few weeks, right? Yeah, they were there for a little while. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't just pop in and pop back out. They were there for a while. They were doing covert operations. Yeah, they, they went up know? north and they went out down yeah, south. Yeah, they went, and they, they yeah. went all around. Yeah, they, they probably, you know, kind of, maybe they split up. I don't know. Yeah. I think they did in, into pairs. But, um, so, and then they, they finally got back together and then came back to the children of Israel and they were giving their report. And yeah. uh, why don't you read that part yeah, for Yeah, so we're going to be reading uh, in Numbers uh, chapter 13, uh, starting in verse 25. When they returned from spying out the land at the end of the 40 days, they proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran, at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Thus they told them and said, We went into the land where you sent us, and it certainly flows with with milk and honey, and this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Amalek is living in the land of Negev, and the Hittites uh, and the Jebusites and the Amorites are living in the hill country. And the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of the Jordan. So let's let's back up and let's take a look at see what, what they're saying is going on here. So they're saying, yeah, we went and looked at the land for 40 days, mm-hmm. like we said before. And they, they said, yeah, it's exactly what we were promised. Yeah, it it was, looks amazing. It looks great. But then they started sowing some other things that they, that they were seeing that hadn't actually been mentioned. You know, they, they said, well, they said, well, these guys are huge. There's these giants everywhere. Yeah, they're sitting going, yeah, it looks great, but man, there's issues. Yeah, and there's people everywhere where we want to be living. And and I think probably whenever the, the children of Israel had in their minds that there was this land flowing of milk and honey, they kind of expected... You know, like when, when you're just going to walk in. Well, well, like when you have a reservation at a really mm, nice restaurant. Yeah, you just walk in. And, <laughs> and they go, yes. oh, Mr. Fletcher, yes. here's your table. Oh, and they thank just you. expected them to just come on in and yeah, sit down. This place is nice. Yeah. <laughs> and them to come, the waiters to come and yeah. serve them. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, they kind of maybe had some unrealistic expectations Did, about they didn't, how that was going to happen. What it was going to yeah. look like, mm-hmm. you know. And so when reality kind of hit them, they interpreted it. A certain way. Well, they they thought, wow, we're not going to be able just to walk in here and it'd be easy peasy. Right. Because they had assumed. There's issues. There's challenges they're going to have to come from this. Yeah, there's issues and challenges. So, so, why don't you keep reading? um, Because it's interesting that the, now, because Caleb and Joshua are the only, are, are the big names in this group of 12 spies, but they had all been to the same land. They've all seen the same things, but I want you to to continue reading 30 to 33 to see what their response was to what they were seeing. Okay. Uh, So starting in verse 30, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, we should by all means go up and take possession of it for we shall surely overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel, a bad report of the land, which had been spied out saying the land the land, though, which we have gone is spying, is spying it out. The land through which. Yeah, I'm sorry. The land through which we have gone is spying, and spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. 
and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. They were also the, the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, as part of the Nephilim. And we, be, and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So, so there, the, you had Caleb going, hey, we should do this. Caleb and Joshua were going, hey, we can do this. And then the other ten were like, oh, no, we can't do this. Yeah, it's funny because Caleb and Joshua were focused on, hey, this is exactly like what God told us. Yeah. And the and the sons of Is- the other sons of Israel were like, God didn't say anything about all the the, the challenges, so it must not be God. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's how they interpreted it, or we or it's too much for us. They, yeah. they they thought too little of their God. Yeah. You know, and too much of their enemies. I like I like it if you go on into ver- into chapter fourteen. If you especially if you start reading there, it says, and then all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. Yeah. Yeah. So they were they were discouraged, right? Yeah, because they they were listening to the negative voices. Yeah. The evil report. Yeah. And later on in Hebrews, uh, they got reamed over it. Yeah. They did. If you read through Hebrews, they were like they 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 called it an evil report, not yeah. just a hey they they messed up or they had a mist- made a mistake. They call they called it, it calls it an evil report. You know. Yeah. So I think um I think that's that's profound. So what what we see from so, so how can we, you know, learn from this um, in our current situation? How can we apply this to what we're going through right now? Well, so you know, let's back up. You know, like we talked at the beginning, there are lots of things going on, all kinds of it. And you probably know that Sharon and I don't get into very much specifics because I don't think we need to. I think, I think really as children of God and we, we understand in, in, implicitly inside ourselves what it should look like. And when things don't look like that, uh, we're challenged with what do we believe, and that's really kind of what Sharon and I are trying to talk about. Is like, you know, yes, there, there, are, there are situations. No matter what it is, whether again, mm-hmm. whether it's with relationships with families, uh, with with uh, with with the politics, either local or national or international, uh, whether it's uh, with what's going on, what you hear said on the news, uh, whether you have some personal challenges locally or, or whatever. But it does not matter what it is. It matters how what you believe about it, and then how you approach it, and that's that's really what we're wanting to spend that time on here. Because you can see, in in the spies, uh, there were some that were discouraged, and then discouraged everybody else, mm-hmm. and then there were some that were encouraged because they saw the Lord working, they saw the the potential, they they understood who God was, and what God wanted to do. Yeah. Plus, and- remember, God had told them, "Hey, I'm going to lead you into the land." Yeah. He you did. know. And so really it came down to are you going to believe what the Lord said? Or are you going to are you going to get hung up on on what you see, you know? And that's that's different. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think um, you know, I I I really love the um in in chapter 14 um we hear Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb it says in verse six, Joshua, the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, of those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes because of the response you were talking about. They'd spent all night just wailing. I'd say just, they, were, they were disappointed. Yeah, well, <laughs> they were. They, they were. But, but because the sons of Israel had listened to this evil report. Yeah. And then verse seven in chapter 14, it says, and they spoke to all the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, the land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. So they, they first of all brought the people back to what was God's promise. Yeah. What did God say? You know, and if the Lord is pleased with us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. Yeah. A land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land. 
And I love this part because he says, for they will be our prey. Yeah. You know, their protection has been removed from them and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And we're going to go into that a little bit more about each one of those specific things. But right now, I, I God has been showing me um, in the church right now, there are two camps. There are two sets of, if you want to call them prophets or leaders within the church. And they're both looking at the same situation with our government and with the times and with the challenges that are coming up uh, with, you know, we've gone just gone through the pandemic and we've gone through, you know, um, some contentious elections and we've gone through um, even more um, diseases and sickness outbreaks everywhere. And so there are two sides of, uh, of leaders in the church and they're both calling out different things. Yeah. And, and it's very, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very light and dark. I mean, it, there's not even a lot of gray well, it's, area. It's faith or fear, right? Right. It, it's it, in, or, or the natural, right? Right. Yeah. And you'll, you'll hear these exact same things mentioned in by those two camps. And I want you to start paying attention to that because what, what you're hearing is you're hearing people say, wow, this is God's opportunity for the church to rise up yes. and to walk in the authority and the blessing of God in this in this nation, in this world, to bring about God's will done on the earth. And then you're hearing the other side that is saying, oh, everything's going to be terrible. The country's going to go to 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 H-E double hockey sticks in a hand basket and uh, it's just everything's going to be bad it's bad it's all bad yeah you know and so and and, and my, that's really the the mo of the news no matter what oh, station sure. you watch oh yeah they're they're they're, <laughs> they're, they're it's they, all. <laughs> oh, don't forget that the news has uh, a motive the yeah. motive is to capture your attention and, mm-hmm. and to and for to gather viewers or clicks or, or to sell products to sell products and, and advertising. <laughs> Remember that is always the thing that pays their bills, yes. and they're always going to make sure they do that right. And trust me, if they if they put out well, everything is really great with the world today. So see you later. That that doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> so their job is to stoke you. That and the devil wants you focused on that. He yeah, wants you to to listen. Let's walk through the, some of the things that the enemy wants to, to do. So the enemy wants you to focus on the bad news. Yeah. He wants you to sit there and think about that it's bad, it's bad, it's all bad, right? And then, you know, cuz he cuz he has a motive for that. Mm-hmm. One is he wants you to magnify his work. Mm-hmm. He wants you to make a bigger deal and to say, "Wow, the devil's really powerful," right? Or there's or the evil in the world is really bad. That's what he wants you to do, right? The next thing he wants you to do is he wants you to agree with that. He wants you to agree that it is bad, and then he wants you to promote it. And that you're it. helpless. Yeah, and you're, and you're helpless. There's nothing you can do about it, and you should just accept it, and then, and then, and then to promote it. In yeah. other words, like he wants you to, he wants you to then go off, yes, it's bad, and we should all give in, right? Yeah, or just throw up our hands until yeah. Jesus comes back. And then, and then after that, he wants you to walk around talking about it. He wants you to around talk, talking about how bad things are. Promote it with your mouth, right? And and we'll get into a little more about some of the scriptures that talk about what, what your mouth is meant for. And then lastly, he wants you to curse your future and the future of your family mm. and your loved ones. Mm. He wants to he wants to you to basically say that, well, this is just the way it is, and I guess we should all just accept it and and uh, you know, poor us and you know, I feel sorry for the next generation or or my children or my grandchildren. He wants you to say that. He wants you to believe it and then say yes, it. Yes, he does. And if you look at what happened with the those twelve spies, the ten spies that convinced the people that they couldn't go into the land didn't yes but the two spies that believed surely god will be with us and help us did yeah 
And I, and that's so poignant because what they believed and what they said is what they got. And in this crossroads right now, I want you to picture yourself, your family, your church, your community at the shores of the Jordan River because they were looking into Canaan. And this is your moment to choose. Whose report are you going to believe? Well, you know, let's let's keep going back through this because, you know, the Israelites, you know, the there were facts. The, the, mm-hmm. There were real facts, but they were struggling to which ones to believe because they were getting two separate reports. Mm-hmm. They did they, they 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 there's no way they could have believed both of them. That's true. Well, they they were exclusive. They were they were not like you couldn't go for one or the other. There mm-hmm. were things that they that had in common. But but the you'll notice like yes they were big, the the the, the they were giants. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that the giants couldn't be overcome. Well, and and what's funny is they interpreted that the giants thought that they were grasshoppers. Yeah. But when you they actually got into Jericho, yeah, that they found out that they've been dreading the Israelites for forty years. <laughs> that they've been afraid of these people whose whose God yep. was the one that that they saw the pillar of fire and the cloud by night. They were afraid of the Israelites for forty years and lived under that dread when the Israelites had no idea. They believed that they were the grasshoppers. Yeah. So I mean, so some of the some of the facts were the same, but what they believed about those facts were yes, and that's really different. that's really the point. And you're you're seeing the fruit, right? So you're you're seeing the heart of the people and their reaction yeah. to the same facts. Yeah. Now then, based on what they believed about it, their conclusions about what they were going to do was different, and what their experience was going to be. You know, Joshua and Caleb, like, man, we can do this. Yeah, man, we're going to do this. These, they'll be pray for us. They'll be our bread, right? And so the their their attitude was like, let's go, let's do it. Whereas the other people who didn't believe that God was going to show up for them, all they saw all these as impassable uh, mm-hmm. uh, obstacles towards the the having a, a nice place to live right and and honestly they were looking at the circumstances and using that to interpret what god was doing yes because if you look and 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 throughout this scripture during this during this passage they start blaming god they said well you brought you just brought us out here to die in the desert they were blaming god yeah when that was not 100 percent they judged, not, they judged god exactly mm-hmm. that was 100 percent not what god's plan was for them but they were looking at their circumstances to determine what God's will was. And their own abilities mm-hmm. as opposed to God's power. Yeah. 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 So how so so whenever we see the things that are going on today, we go, Wow, we, we, we feel we feel powerless. Yeah, and when we yeah, so we despair, right? So we're we're thinking about that scripture that, that David wrote. Remember that one that David wrote that Yeah, I've got it down here. Hold on. It's right there, Psalm twenty seven thirteen. Right, I yeah, would, I would, yeah. I would have despaired, unless I would have believed. Unless right? I, I believed, I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Yeah, and I think that's that's really crucial here because the conclusions that we draw, the conclusions that Caleb and Joshua drew versus the Caleb, the 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 other ten, right? Yeah. And, and unless I would have believed, right? And that's so important because Sharon and I realize that there are too many times where we feel like we're caught on a on a train that can't get off the tracks and God's going, no, no, you can jump right off those tracks anytime you want. Yeah. Onto my train. Yeah. Cause it's going the other direction. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're, you're not, you're not a victim through all this, but the Bible says you're more than a conqueror, right? So 
David writes about that I would have despaired, right? So all these bad news, you see uh, mm-hmm. that the Israelites despaired. Yeah, I think it even says it goes on that they, they all got angry and were raising up rocks to, yeah, to stone. stone them. <laughs> yeah. and, and Josh and Kay were like, hey, can we talk about this for a minute? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before, out, before you, out. yeah. And, you know, something else that occurred to me when we were reading through this is like, you know, it says that, that they, that they, came before all the was like 5000 men of Israel or something like that and I was like do you know how hard that is as a guy to go stand in front of even 50 strong manly dudes and give a bad report you know how hard that is that's really hard because or at least to come out there a and stand in front report. of everyone yeah and stand in front of everyone and say no that takes that takes some serious serious nerve mm-hmm. to to go stand in front of the, of the I can't imagine 5000 and you're you're standing in front of everybody going, nah, we got this, right? That took some serious, serious <laughs> nerve, yeah, to do that. And it would have been much easier just to say, nah, it's all bad, right? It, it took a lot of nerve and a lot yeah. of faith to to stand in front of that many people and make that kind of a proclamation, a, and, that strong you know, of a proclamation. What's amazing is it really did please God that they did that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Hebrews eleven six says, and without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. Yeah. You know, so he's saying, you know, you have to believe that he exists and we, and we do, but we also have to believe that he rewards us when we seek him. That's his promise to us. That's why he put it in the Bible was because that's what he wanted to do. And what he did for Caleb and Joshua at that moment when they're standing in front of thousands of, of big, strong, strapping men and they're telling him, yeah, I think you guys need to rethink this because this this uh, report that you're hearing that it's negative isn't true. You know, we need to rethink this. And they're starting to pick up stones, like you said, and they're trying to stone him. Well, the presence of God came and supported them and, and said that the cloud came down and separated them and the glory of God fell. So those two that stood up against the whole army of the of, of Israel, basically, were protected by God. Yeah. God supported and, and provision. them. Provision, yeah. He, he he got behind them. Right. And so God's power was released to the people that believed him, to the, tr- the people they, they that knew trusted his, him. They knew his character. Yeah. They knew who what his motives were, and mm-hmm. they believed. Mm-hmm. They, and they, they, they got behind it. Yeah. And they, they, again, it doesn't say that, uh, notice that they didn't, they didn't come against any of the other facts that the other um that's the, true they didn't they didn't go no 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 it's not that way they just said we can do it yeah they said it doesn't matter because our god's bigger exactly you know what i'm saying and and that's it's kind of kind of reminds me of david with goliath right yeah, yeah he, it's exactly they're like all david. quickening in their boots david shows up from being out watching the sheep and he says who is this uncircumcised philistine he <laughs> just comes and goes of god what are, <laughs> what's going what's wrong with y'all <laughs> y'all go out there and kick that dude's butt <laughs> You know, he's just kind of like, and you know, he probably could have done that and said, I'm going back to the guard the sheep. Let me know how it goes. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Undeterred, you know? And again, that I think that's because God, God wants us to keep his ability and his love for us and heart at the forefront of our minds, mm-hmm. right? And, and with God, all things are possible, right? So if we read Matthew uh, 19, uh, 26, it's a, it, Jesus said, with, with people, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I mean, all is a pretty all-encompassing word. Yeah. You know, it, all means kind of all, yeah. right? And, and so we have, to get, we have to get into that place where we believe that there's nothing 
that the Lord can't overcome. Nothing. Amen. And then that will suddenly, when that with we have that kind of strong language running through your spirit, suddenly it doesn't really even really matter what goes on, you know. And that and so the the need to feel like we need to stay in the loop with every little piece of political garbage going on out there dissipates because we know that with God all things are possible. Well, I th- yeah, and I think I think as we focus on what God is able to do and what God's will is in this time, we start to realize that the stuff that's going on around us, the news that we're hearing isn't actually the truth. Yes. It's not actually what's happening because yeah. we know that God is moving. It's what somebody somewhere wants you to think is happening. Right, exactly. It's it's kind of like, you know, whenever you get a wound cleaned out, that first stuff that, yeah. that's coming out is nasty, but that 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 just means it's being cleaned out, you know? So that just means God's doing stuff. So let's let's think about let's let's list out some attributes that God has about himself because again, if we stay focused, Joshua and Caleb stayed focused on who the Lord was, about who God was. So let's God God desires to to show himself to us. Right, he wants to show his character to us. So, I mean, that he's powerful, that yeah. he, he can do anything. Yeah, right. He wants us to know that and to rest in that. That yeah. our dad is in charge. Yeah, and 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 is bigger than anything that comes up. Yeah, against I us. mean, what kind of God would it be if he could be overwhelmed? You know, he's and, and that's not the case. He 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 is overwhelmed by nothing. You know, next thing is that he he desires to show himself as faithful. Mm-hmm. Right, that his character is somebody who who does not uh, let people go. Yeah, and he and he and he he's faithful to his word. Yeah, to you. Yeah, the next thing is uh, that he wants to show himself uh, that he can thwart the enemy on our behalf. In other words, mm-hmm. the enemy is not more powerful than than God. You know, and that he 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 loves coming along and 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 trumping whatever the enemy is trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I love it. Um, after after forty, I was at forty or forty five years in the in the wilderness, and yeah. all of these faithless, the Israelites that believed the bad report died off, except for Joshua and Caleb yeah. and their families. And they got to go right. They got to go into the promised land. Well, Caleb single handedly took this great view, this mountain. He was like, "Give me that mountain." He said, "I'm eighty five, but I just feel just as good as I did when we first came in here." Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Whoop up on those yeah. <laughs> all the enemies, and I'm going to take that mountain again. And God helped, him. yeah, because He knew that it really wasn't about Him. Yeah, it, it was that's about God. So true. Yeah. yeah, it's not about. And I think that's kind of what we need to remember too: is that it's not about um, um, our ability. Yeah, it's not about what we can do. We can't do it. We've no. already proven that. Yeah, we can't. But God can. But God can. And we can trust Him. Another thing that God want He desires to show about Himself is that He lo- He wants to deliver. God has a strong. Uh, desire to deliver and and to save people, you know, and that 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 it's everywhere in Scripture. It's everywhere, you know. It, it talks about God as our deliverer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another one is to redeem, right? God likes to buy. He he wants to to take something and make it make it better, you know. He wants he wants to to always be doing it better, you know, so that it equals His Majesty, you know. Yeah. Uh, the next thing is that he, he you know in First Corinthians thirteen it talks about that love rejoices. When righteousness and truth prevail, right? So that God rejoices when justice happens, and that's something to remember because, again, when we see corruption or or people getting away with things, it it, it can be disheartening, mm-hmm. right? And you're going, God, where are you? How come you're not stepping up and making sure these things are taken care of? We just have to remember that His character is that He rejoices when righteousness and truth and justice prevail. 
And he says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. That's right. He says he would take care of it. Remember, he has the ability to keep track of everything, and so he does. Mm -hmm. All right? Uh, The the next thing is also he loves to turn the hearts towards him and his people. You know what I'm saying? He he always wants to draw his children back to him. He's, yeah. you know, since, since the, the fall in the garden, God has been working hard to try to gather his people back and, and have their hearts turned towards him. And, and lastly, I said it before, I'll say it again, but he wants to save us all. He, that is his, remember, first, uh, is it John three sixteen? you know, for God so loved the world that he, that he sent his only begotten son, right? But keep reading. And, and it says that God didn't send Jesus to condemn the world, but to save it. Those yeah. two verses alone yeah. tell you the heart of the father. Yeah. And, and what I love about all these things is that God has his, um, has, has the plans and the, the blueprints in his heart for how things are going to go. Yeah. We're in the middle of it all. We don't see the, the final answers. We don't see what it finally becomes other than what the word of God tells us. So right now we're just having to trust in his character. We're having to just trust in these things. Like whenever we take our kids somewhere, we go, Hey, we're going to go to, the Six Flags or something. Well, when we're halfway there, they could go, well, we're not there yet. Yeah. Um, I, I, where are they taking us? You know, <laughs> but they've learned through through um, experience with us that we will eventually get there and then we'll have a great time, you know, but, and it's the same thing right now that we're having to walk through these things and we're having to learn faith and learn to trust God through these challenging situations. You know, God can take even what evil people do and turn it around for our good. In Genesis uh, chapter 50, verse 19 through 21, it's at the end of, uh, of, uh, of Genesis where Joseph has been elevated and he's saved the children of Israel out of a famine because he was in Egypt and was, was able to save basically the country of Egypt as well. But his father, uh, Jacob, had just died. And so his brothers were worried, okay, is, is Joseph going to get us back for you know, throwing us in the pit all those years ago and trying to sell them into slavery and all that stuff. And uh, here's Joseph's response to them. He says, Joseph said to them, do not be afraid for am I in God's place? As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. So therefore do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones there. They meant evil against Joseph, but God turned that around for good. Yep. You know, so even the people that intend evil for you specifically and in your life, God will turn that around for good for you. Just like what Caleb said, that that all these situations, that it will be prey for them. And and that's the P-R-E-Y. That means food. That that means that's actually, I think it literally means bread. Yeah. Um, in the in the Hebrew, it says that will be bread for us. You know, also all these challenges and all these things that are coming up to us we have a choice between those two, those two attitudes. So we're not saying that, that, well, I'll just say this. Sometimes we can draw the conclusion that if we have challenges, that something's wrong. Mm. That's good. All right. It doesn't mean that anything's wrong. It means that you have work to do and you're in the faith realm. It doesn't mean that you failed. It doesn't mean that you did something wrong and now you're paying punished Remember that uh, until Jesus comes back, there's work to be done in the earth. And sometimes uh, that requires that we get up and we get to work. Now, the good news is, is that God has equipped us for this very work. 
and that he has he is giving us options and that we can take those options or we can sit back and just watch life go on by but the good news is that it's not his will for us his will for us is that we get involved and that we uh, stand up with him against uh, the, the power of the enemy and change this world and change the, the situations of it and help not only ourselves and our immediate family, but our brothers and sisters across the globe. Yeah. You know, and that that's the attitude that we should have. And when we don't, we've lost sight of something. Mm-hmm. We, we've, 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 t- we've mm-hmm. paid attention to too many facts and we, and we need to get back towards uh, our faith and, and why we're here and what we're doing. That's so good. That's so good. You know, um, he's giving us that opportunity, you know, and just like, just like those, those spies had the opportunity where, where were they going to land? And, and those that, that chose to trust God, even though it didn't look the way they had expected, they didn't get the five-star restaurant treatment, even though they didn't get that. And, and it was going to be work. They were going to have to go into the kitchen and roll their sleeves up and start (laughs) cooking to make that, that meal happen for their families and their children. They chose to, the, the two spies chose to do that and they got to, they got to, but that opportunity passed by all those other people, and they they bitterly wept about it. I bet. Now, thankfully, praise Jesus, because we're in the, under the new covenant and the new law, we get more than one chance. Yeah, I think I think that's important for us to, to spend just a moment talking about that because we've all missed it. Yeah. Like I have missed it. I've been walking with Jesus thirty one years. I have missed it many many times. There have been many times where I've had to go to God going. I'm a dope. <laughs> Please forgive me. I think we've all had that you conversation. <laughs> and and so I, I say that, that transparency, just so that you can feel comfortable going to God and saying, hey, I'm a dope, right? I, I messed up and I missed my opportunities. You know what? And God, the Bible says that God is, is he, he, that he's forgiven you, mm-hmm. right? And then it's over. But you need to learn. So that you don't miss the next opportunity. Yeah. Right? Because you, you may not be able to go back and rectify what you missed. And you just have to accept it and move on. And then the next one that comes, because God will give you another chance. Yeah, he will. Because he's interested in you becoming who you need to be. You know, God can, was it, God can, uh, he can, uh, with a huff of his nostrils, do anything he wants. Yeah. He, he does not need our help, but he wants to us, he wants to use us in this world. And he wants us to believe him. His, his first priority is that we believe and trust in him to have faith. That is his first priority, you know. Especially after we after we know Jesus, then it's just about us learning how to trust Him and be and be in a relationship with Him, where we're walking in the fullness of what He wants for us. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, God gave me a great example of that exact thing. Um, I was talking to uh, a young woman, and she was, you know, talking about making mistakes or whatever. She was still a teenager at the time, and she said. Um, so if I, if I don't get these decisions right, I might totally miss God for the rest of my life. And I said, no, it's, it's kind of like, um, you're on a highway and God has a certain direction and a certain place for you to end up. But sometimes we take the exits before we get there, you know? And so then we have to, God has to redirect us back around to the highway. I said, now you can, you, the thing is you, you will not run out of God's grace, but you could run out of time. Yeah. You know, if you get off of the highway and you don't turn around as soon as you realize that you're in the wrong way and you keep trying to go and make that way the right way, it's not going to be the right way. And you're going to just have to turn around and have longer to get back to, mm-hmm. to back to where God wants you. So time is of the essence. Time is important. 
So take, take the most of your opportunities and get right with God as soon as you realize that you've messed it up. You know, and that's, I think, a big key to wanting to, to being able to walk in the fullness of God's plan for your life is being submissive and being obedient and being responsive when the Holy Spirit's trying to turn you back around. prepare ourselves so that the next time God's ready to do something and work with us through a scenario so that what 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 can we do to be ready so yeah I mean I think that's a good question because I think you have to um, train yourself to think a certain way so that you respond so that your first response is not fear and doubt and unbelief and cowering but your first response is oh no god will do this oh god will god will work on my on my behalf you know and i think um a big key to that is found in hebrews chapter 12 which is funny because it's the chapter right after the the great faith chapter hebrews 11 is all about faith yeah faith is the assurance how 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 great how all these really stellar people achieved these great stories right and that's that's what we're looking we i want that story yeah exactly and 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 verse one on chapter 12 says therefore since we have so great a cloud of witnesses so he's saying because we have all those people yeah, that just walked in us. faith. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, that they went through everything just like we God's do. God's going to show up. Yes. He says, since we have been surrounded uh, by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. So let go of all the of the sin and of the doubt and unbelief that, it, that can entangle us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And here's the key. Fixing our eyes, not on what we see, not on what they're telling us, yeah. not on, on the, the, the words that are coming to us, even sometimes from well-meaning people that try to tell you a negative future and curse your future. Don't listen to that. But fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Despite, yeah, the goal. The goal. Yeah, he had the goal. He, he, that was his goal was the joy set before him. He knew what was coming after the cross. You know, he knew what was coming after the battle. So he kept his eyes on that so he could make it through. And that, that's what we got to do as well. Despising a shame and had sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So he actually got his goal because that's what he was focusing on. So if you're focusing on what you're seeing around you, that's what you're going to get. But if you're focusing on what did Jesus do for me? What has he given me through faith? Because he's the author and the perfecter of my faith. So he's working on your faith right now to help it to be refined so so that when you come up to challenges, you have the right answer. You have God's word. You know who he is so, so you can answer those things out of your mouth. No, I will live and not die and I will declare the works of the Lord. So that's what he wants you to do is to focus on Jesus and focus on what he says. Yeah, it says the author and the perfecter of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was the, he was the first one that had faith to the resurrection so, of the dead. So if we need faith, we need to go. We need to be staring at Jesus. Yeah, and and his promises. That's he's the word of he's the word of God. So that that seems all well and good. 
and and uh, I, I obviously the scripture is very clear on it. So how does that look practically, like day to day? How can we focus on Jesus? Well, for for me personally, whenever challenges are coming up to me, whether it's uh, personal, like my my children, my husband, my marriage, my finances, or whatever, or if it's um, the church, or if it's the country, or whatever, I go back to my Rolodex of scriptures that I have memorized, or I look it up in the Word of God, or prayers that avail much, find out what is God's what is God's perspective, what is God's word on these things, and that's what I will meditate on, that's what I will speak over myself, and, and I have learned through, through practicing daily how to believe what God's word says in the face of what I see. And that is a skill we have to develop. And I'm, Greg and I have talked about this privately, that when you first start out with that, or and even when you've been pretty accomplished, if it's a new area, it can feel unnatural. It can feel uncomfortable. It can feel like you're lying to yourself. But you have got to, to believe God's word over what you feel. That's the way it feels when you first start out. It really does. You're like, I feel like I'm being foolish by saying something that I want to see happen that I don't really have any good evidence yeah, like in the natural something yeah or, yeah it's not yeah you know, it's like a wish right you know or whatever yeah like Peter Pan or it, something yeah yeah <laughs> and but it's it if we think about it, it that's why it's good to go and find other examples of what God's done in the word of God because scripture tells us that he changed that he doesn't change yeah so and he also says that he doesn't respect persons those are really two important scriptures to, to base it on because if he'll do it for them, he'll do it for me. Why? Because he doesn't change. It's, it's not about us. It's, it's not about, about him. us. And it, it's not really just so, so much about those particular people because God's trying to rectify the, the fall. Always. He's always looking to rectify the fall and, and to bring his people, bring his children back yeah. to him. Yeah. And so then when we start seeing, you know, that like, like, like I mentioned in first Corinthians 13, that God rejoices when righteousness and truth and justice prevail. You know, then now suddenly I, I know that God's keeping track. Yeah. And I don't have to sweat it yeah. that if it looks like somebody's getting away with, with something weird, right? Mm-hmm. That I can say, God, I thank you that you're going to bring it to light because you desire justice mm-hmm. and truth to prevail. Even Jesus said that what's whispered in the in the secret places will be proclaimed on the mountain, yeah. on the on the housetops. Yeah, exactly. And so, so he, he's going he's gonna to make sure. Because remember that there, before the fall, there was no weirdness. Everything was great. And then Adam and Eve chose poorly, and then we've got to choose. Now we have to deal with all this stuff. Jesus comes and saves us, uh, and when you accept Christ, you, you literally become a new creature, and you become part of God's family, right? And God's very protective over his family. And so now suddenly you can start calling on that, that, new, that new relationship with God. You're going, God, I think you, that you're going to work in this situation. You know, Romans 8, 28, super important. Because it says that God causes all things to work together for good, that those who love him are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Well, that one means that God's going to work it out. You mm, know, it doesn't yeah. mean that God caused it. It means he's going to cause it to we work We just read about good. Joseph. Yeah. He's like, hey, what you meant for evil, God turned around for, for good. Yeah. To help a bunch of people, not just to hurt not to hurt me, but to actually help exactly. me help a bunch of people. And that's faith. When we when we choose to engage those facts, just like Caleb and Joshua said, these are yes, these are facts, and you know what? And we can do it. Yeah. When we start to when we start going, you know, the facts of of, of God's character, you know, that remember we mentioned earlier that he's powerful and he's faithful and that he wants to redeem and deliver and that he rejoices in justice. When we will leave those things about him and then we say, God, because you are those things, I choose to believe you're gonna work this out. 
man, does that that that's that's when that's like a turbo yeah you know and it really kicks into it and then suddenly god's god reacts to that he's drawn yeah, he does. to that he he it is so precious to him because it is so rare i mean think about we you had two men versus thousands of people oh yeah in in the valley there and two men believed god you know three if you count moses yeah you know but two those two men stood up again and, and god's power showed up yeah I mean, he his presence. It his, did. It says his presence fell yeah, on the tent of the it, meeting. It says it said that you know they were getting ready to stone him, and then God goes, "Hey, wait a minute." Yeah, the, they're mine. Yeah, they look like me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're not you're not touching read, my. Read 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 Numbers thirteen and fourteen. It's a great story. It is a great and story. now that you now that you've heard us talk about it, when you read it, guess what you're going to think? Guess what you're going to be thinking about? And it's because you're seeing it from the other side of the cross. Yeah. You know, and you're seeing it that that God does care about His kids, mm-hmm. and God does want them to have the land, and 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 He does want to protect and to deliver, and yeah. all those things. That's that's who He is. Yeah, He He takes no pleasure in in in, in watching His children suffer. That is not who He is. No, no, it does. He's not. No. And he is ever ready to, he wants to expand his family at all times, which again, if you're listening to this and you've made it this far and you don't have a, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, I encourage you just to just to say, God, save me right now in Jesus' name. I receive Jesus and I'm telling you, it will save you. Oh yeah. It will, it will change your life forever. And, and, and I dare you. Oh yeah. I, I call you, yeah, reach out to us on our website at godsdashbestcom I will be glad to call you and pray with you. If, if, if you want to receive Jesus, I'll be glad to, right? But I'm just telling you, it will change you forever. And then you become a part of that family. You become a part of this, of this scenario where God wants to work in you and through you and to encourage your faith and, and for you to, to, for him to say, Hey, I have a job for you. You know, like Joshua and Caleb, they got to do a work for God. They got to yeah. be, and, and it's all well documented for us to enjoy. But, and what's something that Greg mentioned a while ago, and I meant to interrupt him, but it was so good. I didn't want to stop him was that, that, that Caleb and Joshua did not deny the facts of that there were giants there. They were, he was like, yep, that's, that, those are the facts. But they also stood, that they, they didn't put their faith in those facts. They, they put their faith in the, fa- the other facts, the deeper facts of God's faithfulness and God's character. And that made all the difference. You know, so as you are looking at your situations, I, I encourage you to write it, make a list, write down all the things that you feel like are challenging you, that, that you feel like are, are mocking you, that you feel like are, are, are coming against your faith in God and your belief that God is going to take care of you. All those situations, write them down and then next to them, find scriptures with promises that answer every single one of those. And you're not looking for specific scriptures about um, what God was doing for a specific people group or what, what God promised the, the Jews or the Christians or in, um, in a specific situation like Paul or Peter or whatever. But what you're looking for is the principle of God's character. So you're, you're going to see, okay, God provided protection during first Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego when they, when they had to stand before the King that wanted them to bow down to the, the statue and or, or engage in idolatry and so they didn't and god was with them in the fiery furnace so so you can believe god for protection whenever you're coming into those situations so that's kind of what i'm talking about so like for your finances that god meets all your needs according to your riches and according to his riches and glory in christ jesus 
So that's a, a promise that God made for Christians that are obeying him. So I, I want you to, to pay attention to um, what is God's character in those situations. He's showing you protection is his will. Provision is his will. His love for you is his will for you. And for you to know that and walk in that. I think that's really good. Because you're going to need to go dig. You're going to need to go research. And that will grow you mm-hmm. a lot. I mm-hmm. was sitting there while I'm listening to Sharon. I'm imagining where would I go send someone to for those particular scriptures? You know, we'll we'll try to include a few in the uh, in the show notes, so uh, maybe you could go and look through there. But because the, the Bible's a big book, there's lots in there. <laughs> but I absolutely agree, completely agree. I'm just sitting there thinking, wow, where where would all those be? Uh, there's a great book out the, that we highly recommend called Prayers That Avail Much by Jermaine Copeland, and we we do recommend that you uh, pick up a copy of that because it'll help focus you on that regard. It's really good about that. It's a resource that Sharon and I have used for 25 years, and uh, it has just really been uh, something that we that we use uh, weekly, a daily. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes depends on the season. And uh, <laughs> it, it's a really great book that uh, will help you find those kinds of things. It's really helped us a lot. So let's wrap this up. <laughs> okay. Because we could literally do this. We could just keep going and keep going and keep going. <laughs> but we've talked about. Don't don't focus so much on the facts. And so does does that mean we shouldn't watch the news? So does that mean that we should maybe put it on a diet a little bit? Some if it depends on I mean what's in your heart. I mean if God says hey lay off that or just skim it once a day or something, yeah. then do what He tells you to do because you're feeding on something. Well, we definitely don't look at it for what's going to happen. No, you know that was another thing. The Lord gave me a great example. You know because uh, I was I was. Medita- I mean, I was hearing so many people on social media complaining about the the times that we're in, you know, and he and God reminded me of a cruise ship. And he said, you know, if you're at the at back of the cruise ship watching the cruise ship as it's leaving places, it turns up all kinds of mud and silt and algae and the water back there is just nasty. You wouldn't want to go back there. So if you're at the end of the ship, that's what you're seeing. But if you're at the front of the ship, you're going to see what's ahead. You know, so if, and, and if, and the news is what's behind. The news is telling you what's being turned out. What, what happened. Yeah, what happened. Not going to tell you what's going to happen. No, it's not going to, it's not going to inspire you with faith. It's going to make you see all the stuff that's been churned it's, up that God's trying to bad, get rid it's of. It's bad, it's bad, it's all yes, bad. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if, so, so really it's more about check your heart. If you're full of joy and peace and faith, knowing that God is, is in control and that you don't have to worry about things, then you're, you're honestly probably not going to spend a ton of time on the news anyway, because you're not looking for truth there Yeah. because you know the truth, you know, that God's got all these things and that he's going to work all these things out according to the counsel of his will. Yeah. You know, but, um, and so if, if that's what you find yourself doing is just rummaging through the, the garbage that's being churned up by life then go, go up to the front and hang out with the captain. You know, spend some time with Jesus and let him, and ask him to give you his perspective. Yeah, because he'll tell you where we're going. Yeah, he'll show you, hey, look up there. That's this. That's, I mean, if you've ever been on a cruise ship or if you've ever been on any kind of tour bus or anything like that, the tour guide will tell you, hey, well, here's what's coming up. If you look out your right window, you'll see this site. If you look out your left window, this is what's over there. You know, so that's that's the place to be. That's where you want to be focusing on. So I'm not, we're not saying that you don't listen to the news because, you know, you need to some, especially if you're 
in a in the media or if you're in some sort of journalistic capacity, you need to know what's going on to do your job. Yeah, we're not trying to set up any kind of religious rule no, here. No, and yeah, but pay attention to how how you feel about it. Well, it, it, again, it's like if you if if you find yourself not feeling good, you know, you need to check your diet. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, if you're not eating, eating well, or you, you know, or you've been you've been having too many sweets lately or whatever, if you're you know you need to eat well. So it's yeah. the same thing with media. You're consuming yeah. messaging. Yeah. So you know maybe you should make sure that that you've got quite a bit of of, of scripture going on and uh, in your prayer life too. You need to be spending oh, yeah. time praying and yeah, listening. For sure. Uh, for what the Holy Spirit is saying, because yeah. God will give you supernatural wisdom and insight as to what you see through some of these facts that are coming in. Well, and well, and and, and you know what? The, the the fastest way to tell where you are is what's coming out of your mouth. If you look at those two groups um, of the spies, the, the two spies that were full of faith were saying, "Hey, this is going to be awesome. They're going to be our bread. We're going to go in there and take over this. God will surely be with us." That's what they were saying. Yeah. But the but the but the spies that were meditating on the wrong things were saying, oh, they're going to overwhelm us. Oh, they're we're going to die. Oh, we we should we would have been better to stay out in Egypt. Yeah. So if you've got faith coming out of you, it's one thing. If you've got fear coming out of you, it should be a red flag. Yeah. That you need to back up yeah. and and do it. Do a heart check. Yeah. Repent Maybe, and, and yeah. say, hey, Lord, I need help. I want to be part of that group. That that's the thing is you get to choose today. Yeah. You get to choose right now. Which camp yeah. do you want to be, be in? Joshua Caleb or do you want to be one of the naysayers? Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. that's really what's going to be down. All right, well this is great. What a great message. This is this is really excellent and I know that that there's a lot of work to be done for all of us as we uh keep going into this uh to this uh, to this future that God has called us into. But just it's know that be exciting. You, you're supposed to be here right oh, now yeah. for Amen. this. You know, you're supposed to be here right now for Amen. this and God wants to work in you not only uh in your own personal life, but he also in the in the people close to you and in the areas of influence that you have. And so, you know, I encourage you to, to be praying, reading the word and, uh, and, and be, and be prepared so that when your opportunity to go into the land comes, you're ready. Yeah. And, and, and it will surely over, you will overcome. surely overcome. Right. So we just thank you for that. We thank you for spending time with us. And, uh, we ask that you, uh, uh, share our, share our message with other people because, uh, there's lots of people out there that need to be encouraged and this message really will encourage them. Yeah. I uh, also encourage you to go uh, hook up with us on social media. Make sure that you're friends with us uh, and follow us on, on Facebook or, or uh, Instagram. And uh, we thank you that uh, you spent your time with us. And so I'm Greg. I'm Sharon. And I have one more thing oh, one to last, say. One last thing. I just found something out this week. I didn't know. And that's if if the people that are listening to our podcast will respond in some way. Oh, like go make a comment. Or make a comment that that the companies that host our podcast will actually share our podcast with more people. Mm, Yeah. I didn't realize that. They'll suggest it. Yeah, they'll suggest it to people that maybe maybe don't hear us. Yeah, so if you want to go, actually go to the the store that you get the podcast from, uh, either it be like Apple or Google, whatever, but go and leave us a review. You know, and, and tell us, uh, give us some good feedback and uh, rate us. That would be really great yeah. so that we can get out to other people. Yeah, we want other other people to be encouraged. Yes, we I mean, do. We, this, this goes literally all over the world. Yes. But there's still so many people that are being discouraged right yes. now. And we want we want them to, to know about God's yeah. good plan for them. All right. That's great. So I'm Greg. I'm Sharon. And uh, we know that you can have God's best for your life. And we're here to help. <laughs>